Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are awesome. You're wonderful. Lord, you're the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. Continue, O oh God, to build us. Hold us, my God. Make us. Fashion us into your image, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you the glory. All the honor and the praises. We thank you for a new day. Thank you for new mercies, O oh God. Thank you for having brought us safely to this place. In the name of Jesus. Build us up in our most holy feet, my God. Teach us to pray in the Holy Spirit. Oh God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill our midst, we pray. Fill our hearts with love. Open our understanding like God. Our intellect. Lord, give us the mind to run and not to be weary. <coughs> to walk and not faint. Oh, we thank you for this new day. These new mercies we see, oh God. Lord, we thank you. We wait upon you, O oh Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us in your word, my God. Speak to us in our hearts, in our minds. Fill us, O oh God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. O oh God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, Savior, pilot us over life's tempestuous seas. Lord, those unknown waves before us roll. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. Oh, God, hear our cry. Hear our cry, oh, God. Attend unto us. Oh God, when our hearts are overwhelmed within us, lead us, Lord, to that rock that is higher than I. Oh God, we glorify you. We praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we look to you, O God. We wait on you. We wait on you, O God, more than they that watch for the morning. Anoint us, we pray. Anoint us, Lord, from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Lord, as you brought us into this new day, Lord, we thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the blue skies, oh God. We thank you for the trees. Oh God, we thank you for everything that you've provided 
for our well-being. Oh God, keep us in the heart and the mind to serve you, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, increase our love in your word. Increase our love for your word. Oh God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the prayers at noonday. We thank you for the prayers at night. Lord, we thank you for your revelation. Oh, your great faithfulness, oh God. In the name of Jesus, help us through Jesus Christ to draw nigh unto you. And Lord, you draw nigh unto us. Continue to show us. Cause us to understand and know, my God, the things that you've prepared for us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we look to you. We wait on you. We trust in you. We open you. Remember Bishop Stevens this morning, my God, and his family. Oh, God, remember Bishop Betts. Oh, God, I look at Tinga and Minister Dennis, Minister Nigel, Minister Solomon, Minister Brown. Oh, God, we seek you. Remember all the ministering servants in Mount Vernon, the Bronx, New Rochelle, Yonkers, <coughs> Brooklyn, Queens, and Connecticut. My God, we pray for all your people everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we pray for the nation. We pray, dear God, that you would pour your spirit upon these troubled waters, my God. Lord, bring your holiness to the people. Bring repentance, my God. Lord, what we need is to turn to you. In the day that we hear your voice, Lord, let us not harden our hearts. But, oh, God, open the hearts of the sons of men, Lord. Open the hearts, oh, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Remember those who have bereaved, my God, those who have suffered loss, Lord, those who are stressed, mentally worn out, my God, comfort and heal. Lord, remember law enforcement, my God, and Remember those who are feeling the effects of those who have gone rogue. My God. Lord, we pray for kings and all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Let your will be done in our land, my God. Let your will be done in the midst of us. Lord, as you unseal the seals, you told us, Lord, what would transpire in your word. Cause men and women to read your word so that they may know you. Oh, God, open the hearts of those who preach and teach your word that they would get into the word, Lord, and begin to tell your people what is to come. Begin to prophesy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Yes, Lord. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's good to be back in your presence in the midst of this holy nation, this royal priesthood. For me, it's a pleasure to always be in your company. We thank and praise God that he's brought us through the night to see the morning. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Today is Tuesday, the ninth day of June, 2020. And this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. We are studying the book of 2 Corinthians and we are chapter 4. And we thank God for where we've come thus far. Our topic today, that the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. 
the word tells us that seeing, therefore seeing, we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. The Apostle Paul wrote these words to the Corinthian church in his second epistle, letting them know that there is a commonality in the ministry. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have, not me and him and her, but therefore seeing we have this ministry, this service. We've become the servants of the church. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy. We receive mercy and forgiveness from the Lord. As we have received mercy, we faint not. Because God has forgiven us. Because God chose to forgive us. Have mercy upon us. We do not faint. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And all things are passed away. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Not acting one way when we really another. Not walking in craftiness. Deception. Contrary to appearances. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Nor using the word of God to achieve our own objectives and not the objective of Jesus Christ. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. We are forthright and honest before you. Now sometimes it hurts a little bit. But no chastening for the present is ever embraced. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, but by making known, by showing the truth, we are commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We are going to have to give an account for every word that we have spoken. We're going to have to give an account to God. So we have to be prepared to give that account to men, to stand up, not handling the word of God deceitfully, not being men pleasers, but make sure that we please God in the way we handle his word by manifestation of the truth. The truth of God's word is that men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And men as the Man has the responsibility to repent. To repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He shall receive the Holy Ghost. Turn from his wicked ways and turn unto God. But by manifestation of the truth, we are commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We are appealing to that conscience. We are making that conscience uncomfortable by the word of God that that man, that woman, that boy or girl will turn in repentance towards God. Again, our topic, that the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. When we turn from sin, when we stop transgressing, when we begin to embrace the ways of God, the life of Jesus Christ will be manifested in our mortal flesh. Paul the Apostle, once sent by God, stood in Mars Hill. He said to the men he saw, there ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Whom therefore you ignorantly worship 
him declare I unto you. So Paul said, these men, these learned men of Athens, the philosophers, the theologians, the men who studied and found a superficial understanding of God, had set up many altars to all the various gods they thought they saw. And Paul said they were too superstitious. They lacked faith to believe in the true and living God. And as he passed by, he saw their devotions and they have another altar to the unknown God. The fact of the matter is, they did express a little truth in saying that they did not know him. But Paul said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Ignorance spreads by doing nothing. But edification comes through instruction. So it is necessary that we are being instructed that we may drive away the darkness of ignorance and walk in the light of edification. So Paul declared Christ Jesus unto the Athenians. Jesus Christ, as he stood before the Sanhedrin, Council was criticized, slapped, spat upon, and abused. But this was as a result of them having sat down and made a decision regarding Jesus Christ. In John chapter 11, verse 48, when they first met, they discussed among themselves, If we let him alone thus, if we leave Jesus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. The threat of losing one's place and the trappings that comes with it. The privileges that are associated with various positions have caused men and women to remain rooted, dug in into certain untenable positions. If we leave Jesus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. So they fear the threat of physical force. They feared the Romans would come and remove them from their position and replace them with others, maybe outsiders, they would lose control of the nation. So it was decided that Jesus would be crucified. But the word had testified that this was to be the culmination of the life of Jesus Christ in this earth. So they were fulfilling the word of God. Beloved, many of the things that we see occurring today occur because God wants these things to be shown, made known to men in the earth that men and women might repent. The Bible is saying, I have somewhat against you. You left your first love. You follow divination, doctrine of Balaam. You said you were hot when you were cold. You were lukewarm. God says he will spew you out of his mouth. It is important that we develop a knowledge of God and an understanding of his word. Now Paul and Silas, as they journeyed through Philippi, encountered a young lady who had a spirit of divination. Now, it's important to understand that many with a spirit of divination will speak truth. Yes, they will speak truth, but truth gleaned from them working magic, sorcery, witchcraft, and such like. They will enter into the spirit realm which God has forbidden. There was this woman in Philippi. She practiced the heart of divination. She had masters that were enriched by her practice. And Paul and Silas, after many days, were going around saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. These yes, they were servants of the Most High God. And yes, what she spake was true. But truth from 
every source is not in your best interest. There are some things that the Lord said, seal up that. It is not for you. It's not for today. But you have those of divination who would delve into things that the Lord would have sealed up. Paul and Silas were servants of the Most High God, but they did not appreciate nor want the acclamation of the daughters and sons of divination. There are things you have to reject in this walk. So Paul and Silas was drawn before the magistrates and charged with teaching customs which were not lawful for the Philippians to receive them being Romans. Paul and Silas was teaching the kingdom of God. They were teaching the kingdom of heaven, the life of men in the kingdom of heaven, the love one for another, the life one should live in the holy nation according to the royal priesthood but these individuals were lovers of pleasures more than the lovers of God they were lovers of this world and the things of this world more than they were lovers of God and they rejected as unlawful the things that Paul and Silas preach in Philippi so after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and encountered Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, who believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians believed and were baptized. There are times you have to leave, shake the dust off your feet, and move on to the next assignment. And this is what Paul did. He shook the dust off his feet. He left Athens, he came to Corinth, encountered Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, preached unto him, he and his house believed and were baptized. That did not go well with the Corinthians because Crispus, being a Jew, left the Jews' religion, embraced the Messiah and his house, and there was now a rift in the Jewish community because Crispus... The chief ruler of the synagogue had now believed on Jesus Christ. Wherever you go and preach the name of Jesus Christ, it separates light from darkness. Darkness. Love. That state because their deeds are evil. But light is coming to the world and men prefer the darkness because of their deeds. But let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. We move into our text today. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Here the apostle continued the epistle to the Corinthians saying, Therefore, after everything I just said, seeing we have received this Ministry? What are you talking about, Brother Brown? All of us have received the gift of service to be beneficial to others, to serve others, to minister to others. Every one of us is a minister in the body of Christ, is a servant, offering the service, letting the light of Jesus Christ shine in this world, that the glorious light of God might shine in their hearts and bring repentance and blessings to mankind. Therefore, seeing we have received this ministry, don't be misled, deluded, Deceived by those who claim to be Nicolaitans. Domineering individuals who want to take control over your faith. And they are the clergy and you are the laity and you are under their control. That is what Satan sought to do to Jesus Christ. Satan sought Jesus Christ to bow down and worship him. It was the purpose, the goal, the objective of a fallen angels to bring mankind into subjugation, to make mankind subject to them. But the Bible tells us we are not to be the servants of men. Therefore, seeing we have received this ministry, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, 
as we have received mercy, in the same manner we receive the grace, the mercy of God. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So while we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. So we receive mercy when we were yet transgressors, we faint not. We receive the mercies of God. And just as we received it, we ought to dispense it in the same way. We ought to care for our brothers and our sisters, regardless of the condition that they are in. We must minister to them, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because of the ignorance of their hearts, many things are done. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, we got mercy when we could not help ourselves. We got mercy when we could not do a thing that would be in our best interest with regards to salvation. As we have received mercy, we faint not. We continue to serve and to treat others in a manner that is well-pleasing to God. What have we done? We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. The dishonesty of bringing people together as often as we can, that we can collect from them, we can glean from them. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, cunning, crafty, deceptive minds, manipulating, making merchandise of the people of God. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Our handling of the word of God is going to be brought into judgment when Jesus comes. How did you handle the word of God? Did you use the word of God to benefit yourself? To bring to you the things of this world? Satan used the words of God trying to get Jesus to come into his service. Satan used God's word trying to get Jesus to become a servant of his. And you have men and women who currently handle the word of God deceitfully with craftiness that they might control, dominate, have dominion over mankind. But by manifestation of the truth, but by manifestation of the truth, we have commended ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. What we do is open, public, not hidden. We manifest the truth of the word of God, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Why? Because it's going to be brought into judgment. But if our gospel be hid, but if what we preach from the word of God is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. If you can't see what we're showing you, if you can't grasp what we're showing you, the word of God, it is because you are lost. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why we persevere. That's why we press. That's why we leave the 99 this gospel that we preach, we rather go to that one, that individual, rather than have 99 who will have our well-being at heart. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. You have a problem when you fail. You choose to disbelieve the word of God. Then the God of this world steps in, blinds your mind so that you don't believe. If any man love the world and the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And the God of this world works upon the desire of your heart towards the things of this world. What you saying, Brother Brown? Well, Satan came to Jesus telling him, look, 
all these things will I give unto you if you will bow down and worship me. Satan's desire is to present to others things that don't belong to him. Things that he's trying to steal. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You see, the earth is the Lord's. He created it. He made it. And the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. But the God of this world, the one that the world has chosen to admire, to worship, to seek after, the God of this world blinded the minds of them which believe not the word of God. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan's desire is to block the light that Christ is the person of God, the image of God, and he wants to block that from the eyes and the minds of mankind. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, if any man love the world, or the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You have to try that spirit. You have to have the spirit of discernment that you can know and understand. And you see where the individuals are. And if any love this world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then the God of this world blinds their minds because they choose not to believe the word of God. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ would illuminate their mind. God would be manifested to them through the person of Jesus Christ. Now the word tells us, for we preach that ourselves. We don't go around telling people about ourselves, who we are, what we do, and all that kind of stuff. We preach that ourselves. But Christ Jesus the Lord. Our task as ministers, as messengers, is to carry the message of Jesus Christ. To preach Jesus. Not money, not clothes, not houses, not land, not the things of this world. Your preaching got to make men uncomfortable. Your preaching got to make men think about what you say every moment of the day. Your preaching got to drive men from that place, their comfort zone. For we preach not ourselves. But if we preach ourselves and the things of this world, then men will get comfortable in a world that has been appointed to fire. The earth and the things therein shall be burned up. You, If you love your brother and your sister, you're not going to see them getting comfortable in a burning building and not try to encourage them out of the burning building. The earth and all the things therein shall be burned up. So if you really love your brother and your sister, you're going to stir them up, make them uncomfortable in the burning building so they get out. The Bible said, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, for we preach not ourselves. But Christ Jesus the Lord, he came out of the world. He left the world behind. The disciples turned around and began to show him the beautiful buildings of the temple. And he said, let me explain something to you. You see all these great big buildings and all these stones standing here. There shall not be left standing. One stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Don't get comfortable with the things of this world. Don't attach yourself to anything in this world. Don't take anything in this world and hold it to heart because we are pilgrims and strangers passing through here we look for a city whose builder and maker is god don't get comfortable down here for we preach not ourselves but christ jesus the lord and ourselves your servants listen beloved the preacher is your servant the teacher is your servant, not the other way around. Not you glorifying him, not you building him up. 
his birthday, his anniversary, his this, is that, and you not reading the Bible, so you hold him in such high esteem that the blind is leading the blind, and you're headed to a ditch. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. We are ministers of the gospel, servants unto you for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Light can't keep still. When it's in the darkness, it's got to break forth. It's got to shine. It's got to dispel the darkness. Make the darkness uncomfortable. For God who command the commandment of God is like fire shut up in your bones. You can't keep it together. When the fire of God gets in your bone, you got to shout. You got to let it out. You got to let the word of God come forth. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God commanded it. We got to preach it. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of the man Christ Jesus. The glory of God. Man is the glory of God. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou made him a little lower than the angels. And crowned him with glory and honor. For God who commanded the light to shine in darkness. Had shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's why we preach Christ and not ourselves. We have Christ in us, the Holy Spirit of Christ in us, a treasure in these mortal vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power, the glory, belongs to God. The excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ. As a result of that, we are troubled on every side. As a result of us doing the will of God, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Like that duck, it just roll off. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Troubled on every side. Situations present themselves that seem overwhelming, confusing, meant to destroy us, but we don't despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Cast down, all the time being put down, degraded, but not destroyed. Why? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. We're crucified with Christ. We suffer with him that we might reign with him. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For as much as Christ suffered in the flesh, we have to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind, the same understanding. The same thinking that as he suffered, so will we suffer. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Christ, how he lived, how he walked, how he loved, how he cared, how he shared, how he wept for others. The things he did for others, the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. While we yet alive, we are constantly being delivered unto death for the sake of Jesus. For we which live. The life we now live in the flesh, we live by the power of God. We which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. 
that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The life of Jesus Christ in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. Our goal, our objective is to be as that good shepherd. Give our life for the sheep. Death worketh in us, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We have the same spirit of faith. <laughs> We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. It is by faith we walk and not by sight. We having the same spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. The spirit of Jesus Christ is the spirit of God. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed. I'm going to believe the word. And therefore have I spoken. I'm going to speak the word. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written. I believe. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe. And therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus. Shall raise up us also by Jesus. And shall present us with you. We have a goal. We have an objective. We have a reservation. We have in the same spirit of faith. We have the spirit of faith according as it is written. We go by what's written in the book. We go according to what is written in the book. We have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. We're going to be caught up together. Not me before you, not you before me, not some before others. But the trumpet of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. We're going to be caught up together. Be not be deceived, my beloved. We are going to be caught up together. Togetherness. For by one spirit are we all baptized in this one body. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus... It's the spirit of God. If the same spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. The spirit in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus. We're going to be raised by Jesus Christ. And shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake. One more time. For every single thing we say or do, for all things are for your sakes. One more time. Every single thing we say and do is for your sake. For all things are for your sakes. That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Everything we do, our walk, our talk, our lying down, our rising up, our eating, our drinking, our moving, everything we do is done for your sakes. That the abundant grace, the unmerited favor of God, the abundant unmerited favor of God might through the thanksgiving of many, when many give thanks, redound, comes back comes to you, make you become aware to the glory of God. For which cause? For this cause, this is the reason we faint not. That's why we persevere. That's why we press. That's why we endure hardness as a good soldier. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 
for which cause we faint not. When the going gets tougher, we just get going. We can run with the footmen and the horses for which cause we faint not. Oh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint for which cause we faint not. But though our outward men perish, though this body, though this body hurts, aches, decays, fall apart, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man, that treasure in the earth and vessel, is renewed day by day. It is established. It enlarges itself. We through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh. And though this outward man perish, the inner man is renewed each day. Why? For our light affliction. What we going through is but for a moment. Yes, perilous time shall come. And our light affliction, which is but for a moment. This too will pass, beloved. Don't get carried away with the winds of Time and the change in the air for this too will pass. I've said many times I've seen the same thing over the last 44 years. This too will pass. There will never be any peace until Jesus is seated at the table. For our light affliction, Miriam, Aaron spoke against Moses because he had married an Ethiopian woman. Miriam and Aaron spoke against the man of God because he had married an Ethiopian woman. The things we see today, we must realize there's no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. Miriam, Aaron spoke against Moses for the wife he had chosen. And God came down and chastised them both. So it's necessary that we realize our light affliction is but for a moment. It worked for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What we're going through, what we are experiencing... Is but for a moment working for us a far more exceeding, abundant, above and beyond an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, there are times you have to turn away. There are times you have to walk away. While we look not at the things which are seen, don't let your focus be on that which is but at the things which are not seen. Look upon those things. Look to Jesus. Look above and beyond. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. This too will pass. The things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Those things you cannot see with the natural eye are forever. This too shall pass. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help us to know and understand that this too shall pass. Lord, you promise that it came to pass. It came to pass, my God. It will not remain. This too shall pass, and every deed done in our mortal bodies, we shall have to give judgment. We shall have to give account for in the judgment. Lord, you promise every deed, every word said, we shall have to give an account for that word and that deed. So help us not to look at the things which are seen. Help us to realign ourselves. Get our focus right. Not looking at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The promises of God. The things the Lord has promised. For the things which we now see are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
The word of God tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And he has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So I'm going to step away from here. That you may approach your throne of grace for yourself. Approach your Lord. He is your great high priest. He's your advocate. He's the mediator. You have no need that I sit here. You can go to him for yourself. And he will abundantly pardon. He'll receive you. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Amen, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home. Good morning, Minister Lester Reed. 